Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, it's Charles Kelly, Money Tips. Welcome to part two of 36 Rich Habits, followed by Rich and Successful People, based on uh, my own experience, the the hundreds of people I've met, uh, the people I know right now, the courses I've been on, uh, the the, the hundreds and hundreds of books I've read, seminars I've attended, and and so on. And, you know, I've I've been to seminars and courses all over the world in, in California, where I met uh, Brian Tracy face to face, Jim Rohn, and many others on that on that that trip. It was a it was a wonderful trip, and I've I've met many multimillionaires and billionaires here in in the UK. So these are the habits. Now this is this is not the definitive list. You can go and find similar habits and maybe more or less habits, uh, but this is based on my observation. It doesn't mean also that you have to follow all of these habits to be successful. But if you started following a few of them and maybe eliminate some of the habits that are not making you successful, it could make a huge difference in your life. So let's crack on then. Uh, The the first 12 will be on uh, the previous broadcast, obviously, uh, that you can find on my YouTube channel, Charles Kelly Money Tips podcast, on my Spotify, iTunes, and on Facebook, and and all, all over the wherever you listen to, to podcasts. And, and do check out my free training as well, which can help you manage your money and get your finances in order in, in just 28 days. So do check out those some free training. I'll put a link up to that. Okay, so number 13 on the list, uh, just to recap, number 12 was they manage their time. Um, they also believe, number 13, is that time is money. They act as if time is money. They don't waste time. You know, they don't stand around doing nothing, you know. So um, they, they, they obviously you take time to uh, relax and, 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 and spend time with family and etc. and have recreation, but they manage their time and they believe, number 13, that time is money. Number 14 is they avoid procrastination. They just get on with it. Like the old Nike ad, just do it. Just get on with it. Get up and do it. You know, that that's 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 very important because I think that the habits of unsuccessful people is they procrastinate, they think about it too much, they 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 plan and plan and plan and and I'll do that after Christmas, I'll do that after Easter, well summer's coming, I better get all my ducks in an order. And yes, when it when it's all ready, when I've got all my ducks in a row and I've got this done, I've got that holiday out of the way, then I'll start that course or then I'll start that business. But they, they kind of never get round to it, you know. They they live on a, a nice place called Someday Isle. Uh, which is an island called Someday Isle. Someday I'll get round to it. Someday I'll start that course. Someday I'll start that business. Someday I'll start saving and investing. And someday I'll start managing my money, but never today. Okay, number 15 is that uh, rich and successful people tend to avoid negative or toxic people. I've actually seen this in person in a room where you know, you get someone approach and say, I don't think your thing is, and they start having a go at them and they'll just quietly nod and say, thanks very much. And, and they'll just move on. They just avoid it, you know, and, and they tend to hang around people that are, are like-minded, like themselves, not necessarily all wealthy, rich people, but that does tend to happen as you get more money. You tend to hang around people with, with money. 
but they tend to hang around people who are positive, forward thinking, and, and can help them up rather than try and uh, drag them down. Number 16 is they are organized people and they're dependable. You know, they're organized in, in their work, they're organized in their life. Um, it, it's, it's going back to sort of discipline, isn't it? Discipline, organization, and they're dependable. You know, if they say they're going to turn up for an appointment, you know, you're not going to get that call. Oh, I forgot. Oh, my, my car's broken down. Oh, sorry. So I, I was on the way and then the phone rang and, and then this happened and that happened. And, you know, they're not like that. They're dependable. They show up. And I, I've seen this with, with charity events. You know, if, if someone who's successful, busy, wealthy, they've got a busy business and they say they're coming, they'll turn up and they make the time to turn up. Uh, unsuccessful people who say, no, I, 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 I was watching my favourite programme, I just forgot about it, or I've got to stay in tonight, the football's on, EastEnders on, you name it, they've always got an excuse. So unsuccessful people are, un, are generally less dependable and they've got more time to give than wealthy and successful people, but they somehow just spend their life wasting their time. Number 17 is that the rich and successful make time work for them rather than exchanging their time for money. Now, this is a generalization because a lot of wealthy and successful people are employed, right? So they, they could be in upper level management, they could be executives, they could be uh, senior chairman, directors of large companies. Uh, so they're not all business people. You know, someone who's, uh, you know, a senior executive in Apple uh, or in British Telecom is probably making far more money, you know, 10 times the income of the average small business person who's struggling away working 80 hours a week, but they make their time work for them. And that means they organize things, they delegate things, they still make their time uh, work for them. And rather than thinking, and they don't even think like they're exchanging time for money. Even if they're employed, they'll think like they, they are the business. You know, they are, you know, I am Charles Kelly Limited and I'm working for myself. Even if I'm employed by you for a time, I'm, I'm still doing it for, for my business. And that's a different mentality from thinking like an employee, you know, the boss and this and that. They don't give me any money. They don't give me a pay rise, you know, which is very relevant at the moment with all the strikes. But, you know, it's that that kind of thing. They, they go and row their own boat and make their time work for them rather than exchanging time for money. If you're in a job that you don't like, uh, but you're exchanging your time and your life for money, then you've got to rethink that. You know, you've got to think, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Now, I realize that, you know, a lot of people are, can't help it. You know, they've got a family to look after and they have to maybe do a job that they don't like for a time. I've done it myself. But at the same time, you could be planning for the future. You could be thinking about what am I going to do? In the, it doesn't mean I'm not saying go and quit your job and say, I'm, I'm not going to exchange my time for any my money, any uh, for money anymore. I'm, I'm leaving this job to start some business. No, you've got to plan it and, and work out what you're going to do with your life and, and not just sort of throw it all, throw the towel in. But you, you can uh, change that in your life. Believe me, I've seen it done many, many times. Uh, so, and, and of course, if you're in a job that you enjoy, then that's great. A lot of people have got a vocation in life and they, they love what they do. I'm not saying change it just to make more money. No. Okay. And number 18 is that the, the rich and successful people that I know value their family, they value the time with their family, uh, their home life, they spend quality time with their family. Uh, and, and, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll enjoy those weekends, those holidays, those special trips, and they re, they, they, their life is their family, they're working for their family. Uh, one successful guy I know, he's very, he's a nice guy, he's got lots of friends, but he, he said to me one day, you know, I don't need that many friends, I've got my family. 
You know, he spends his time with his family. He's not out drinking and choosing pool somewhere and always out with the boys. He's, he's, he's at home uh, relaxing, resting, eating well, looking after his family, spending time with his children, now his grandchildren. So that, that's what they're, they're like. And in fact, uh, in, in the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Next Door, they said that's what most millionaires do. They're actually um, what you might call a cheap date. They don't spend a lot of money. They, they spend time with their family. They, they, uh, they, they prefer to be just with their family going out for walks, you know, rather than spending time in an expensive country club playing golf with the boys, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm making a few generalizations here, but it has been studied that uh, most successful people have a good family life. And of course, the cost of divorce and the cost of splitting up assets and that uh, are hugely damaging to people's wealth. So a, a supportive partner, wife, husband, significant other, whatever you want to call it, is very important to successful people. And many of them have said that they've attributed their success to having a supportive uh, partner in their life and having a stable family stability kind of life right so that that's very important and that's what i've observed successful people and rich people are usually nice they're usually friendly they're personable likable people now this goes against the grain when you see you know the the, the films and the movies and the tv shows their depiction of uh business people and successful people is all nasty evil people they haven't got the time you know get out of my way i'm you know i'm successful i'm rich get out of my way you know they're ruthless and evil and and bad you know this this idea that money is evil that's the way they're portrayed but in actual fact it's not true you know if you go to to, to wealthier neighborhoods they tend to be nicer people uh, and you might say oh that's all right for them you know they've got money they can afford no it's not that they were nice before they got money if they were horrible before they got money, they'd probably be horrible when they've got money as well. But, you know, they're generally nice and, and likable people. And of course, if you think about it, if they weren't likable, how could they attract people to work with them? How could they sell their, their company? How could they sell their products? How could they get on? How could they climb the ladder, the corporate ladder and become, you know, chairman of, you know, large companies and make, you know, hundreds of millions of, of, of dollars? How could they build businesses without being likable and personable and nice this this goes back to something brian tracy said don't be a jerk you know you've got to be likable you've got to be able to work with people okay and and the next thing that's number 19 uh number number 20 is that they are generous uh they give back through giving and charities now this is something i've really noticed uh since, since my involvement over the last few years over the last 10 or 15 years now in in rotary is that most rotarians are wealthy successful people not all um, but uh, you know they, they make sure they give time they give time they give money they're very generous i've seen wealthy people make out a check for for a charity and it says it's from their giving account they actually have a giving account so they put a certain percentage of their income into that account to give to to charities or maybe their own foundations or whatever it is uh, but, but they generally uh, they, they i think they it's something in them they, they just give back and to charities and yet uh, unsuccessful people and people that are not that busy uh, they haven't got time you know i haven't got time to go and help with that collection down at the supermarket i haven't got time to to go to meetings and or i haven't got time to to go and, and help people at christmas no they haven't got time but the, the the people that are most busy seem to manage to get the time to give back and and do something for their their local communities um you know i've even seen a guy today voluntarily picking up rubbish around his, his outside his house i was passing by his house i saw him he's not a council worker he's just making sure that his his environment is clean 
And yet, if you go to, uh, you know, sorry to, to say this in, in, in a general, if you go to a poorer area where people are perhaps not even working, you know, their front gardens are a mess. They've got tires lying around there. They've, they, they, their life is a mess. And it shows from the, the moment you walk up on, on their front door. OK, that's my little rant there. Uh, but OK, now 21 is that they have a, a strong magnetism, a career and then a charisma or an energy field, something about them. You know, you can see when they walk into the room, they, they give off this aura, this energy. Have you, have you noticed that? Um, people almost gravitate to them. And yet they're not running around the room giving out cards. Um, they, they, they can just sort of stand there and, and somehow people somehow gravitate to them. I, I don't know what it is. Uh, they, they've got something within them. It's that energy within them. I was watching a, a documentary about um, uh, Philip Green, uh, the, the billionaire Philip Green. I know he's a bit uh, not not flavor of the month at the moment, but he, he I, I just saw a clip of him sitting in a meeting and he, I, I don't know, the, the way he was looking around, he just seemed to have this drive and energy within him, even though he wasn't saying anything. Uh, I, I don't know what it was. If you look at someone like Richard Branson, um, and, you know, I've, I've seen Richard Branson, face, I, don't, I haven't met him, but I've seen him and he, he almost gives off a glow. I, I don't know what it is. He's got this. I, I, I really don't know what it is. It's not so he puts on. You can see it. And if you look at photos of him, he, 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 he's definitely got some sort of special energy field within them. And maybe that's built up by their positive attitude, by the way they look after themselves, the way they work and the passion and desire they've got for their business to grow. And, and you know, they've got a passion and determination uh, to, to, to make money, to grow money and to, to build strong businesses. Although some of them don't do it just for the money. Richard Branson said he, he's got enough money now. He, he, he likes to put his money to work and, and build strong businesses. That's his passion. And you can see it just, just looking at him. Now, at the same time, number 22, is that they have a relaxed, calm and self-assured manner or energy. They're not, when I say they've got energy and charisma, that doesn't mean they're running around being energetic and stamping their feet and rah-rah. They've just got something about them. They can be relaxed and calm. And, and that, that then gives them energy because they're not wasting energy by, by huffing and puffing and shouting and screaming. They, they just have that self-assured manner um, that you you know you can almost see it in people, can't you? you? You must have seen this yourself if you if you walk into a meeting, you you see uh, the most successful person in the room. Somehow I don't know what it is. I'm not saying I've got it, but you know, I don't have it. I mean, th th there's just something about them. Uh, so so do, do do look out for that, and I think that comes from something from within. It, it's perhaps not something you you could just get easily, but it's something from within. Uh, I don't think necessarily think it's something you're born with. It's an inner Inner confidence is what is the word I'm, I'm looking for. Now, number 23 is that they are leaders in one form or another in their field, in their job, in their, their business. They have to be leaders. They have to attract people to, to work with them, uh, to, to, to build a team. And, and it's the same as if you're, even if you're working in a company, they're, they're not going to be uh, the guy in the, in, the, in the packing room. You know, they're going to be a leader, a, a manager, an executive, a leader in some form or another. And if they're running a business, they're, they're a leader. Now, that doesn't mean they can't be a number two or a number three and still be a leader. You know, um, Warren Buffett has got Charlie Munger, often seen as the number two, but he's a leader in his own right, you know, and uh, he, you, you could be seen as an equal. But, you know, if you are a, a number two, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, uh, 
people that have made fortunes by being a number two to the charismatic leader. They're not all charismatic leaders. But you think of Wozniak, who was the number two with uh, Steve Jobs. He still became a billionaire, um, uh, you know, and he was a leader in his field in his own right. But he wasn't the overall charismatic leader. Same as Steve Ballmer and people like that and in the Microsoft days, you know, um, so but they are leaders in their field, leaders in their job, leaders of people rather than just just followers. OK, now, number 24 is that they they get along with people and, and work well and, and build a team around them. This is something that, you know, Brian Tracy goes back to when, when I met Brian Tracy. You know, you have to be able to work with people. You know, if you're a, if a jerk, you're an arsehole, you know, no one's going to want to work with you, are they? And, you know, I've been guilty of being a bit aggressive in the past. Sometimes when I've worked in teams, I've had to learn that you have to work with people because people are the business. You're not doing business with a machine. You're doing business. Your customers are people. And and the most successful people work well in, in, in teams. Now, you're probably going to come up with an example of someone who's a loner and still made it. But if, he, if, if that person is a loner, then they will have people around them that can do the teamwork. And, and run the team. Whatever it is, they, they've got to build teams and, and be good at that. Um, and, and I don't care who you are, they've had to have um, been, been a leader and, and work well to team for people to, to follow them when the dark days are there and think you think, think everything is going wrong. You know, if you think of Elon Musk, when he's had those dark times when um, you know, his, he was trying to get rockets, SpaceX off the ground, literally, and the rockets were not going off the ground. They were going off so high and blowing up. And three of these, you know, hundred million dollar rockets went up in smoke and it seemed like everything was crashing around him. And at the same time, he was trying to build up Tesla and that was going wrong as well. So he had to be able to lead his, his team to stay with him, to give them confidence. He had to lead his investors to stay, to stick with him and give him more money to keep the thing going. Jeff Bezos had to keep Amazon going for nearly 10 years without making a penny. He had to keep going back to those investors and have that confidence and that belief to lead them, to, to, to make them keep supporting Amazon and, and keep it going um, and, and to, to, to build to what it is today. You know, one of the, and he's one of the richest men in the world, Elon Musk and Bezos, one of the two anyway. They're always up there, aren't they, depending on their share price. But, you know, so that's number 24. Um, I'll, I'll finish the list in my next uh, broadcast because it's gone on. Uh, probably heard enough of me now, but that's number 24 out of the 36 rich habits. So I'll check you out in, in the next episode. But think about this for now. If you, you're just watching this episode alone, think about your vision for life. What is your vision for life? What are your goals? Are they written down? Are they clearly written down? Do you have a plan to achieve them? And how are you managing your life, your money? You know, what, what steps are you taking to improve your life, to improve your finances? And Finally, do check out uh, on, on the link below previous episodes and my uh, free training to help you get to grips with your money and, and turn your finances around in just 28 days. I'll be with you on the next episode for the continuation. Yes, the continuation, folks. Join us next time for the continuation of 36 Rich Habits. I'll see you there. Bye for now. Sorry about the accent. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 